You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Have you seen that totally bizarre story in the Toronto Star about LCBO thefts? Same place, same time, and in some cases, on a weekly basis. Thugs come in and just empty the shelves, by the way, of the most expensive premium stuff with complete impunity. There have been more than 9,000 heists like this in the last four years. And that's our money walking out the door, going out the door, and it's apparently walking, not even running. Would it be happening if this were not a publicly owned company? That's number one question that I have. And is it solely a management problem? Does the union have anything to do with it? I uh, want to know what you think about that. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we go to security and terrorism expert, Ross McLean. Hey, Ross. Hey, Libby. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, well, uh, w- I'm sure that um, this, what do they call this, uh, the loss prevention, preventing shrinkage, I'm sure that's part of your job. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how much. I think the problem is I'm not sure how much prevention is going on. In fact, I'll be, I'll be surprised if we don't have a few callers today who, who haven't seen one of these thefts themselves. I, I certainly saw one just a couple of summers ago, and it's just completely brazen. Just completely brazen. Let me give the numbers out again. And people, if you've seen one of these, I mean, I like your opinion either way, but please call if you've seen one of these or been present. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Ross, tell me about the one that you witnessed. Well, I was in my uh, local liquor store up in the area of Young and Eglinton, uh, talking, just getting cashed out. And all of a sudden, I hear a bit of commotion on the far side of the store. And then I see this guy kind of walking really fast with a couple of big jugs of vodka in his hands and a couple of big jugs of vodka shoved down his cargo pants and into his pockets. And as he's going, I said, what's going on there? And the other girl's saying, oh, he's back again. He's back again today. (laughs) And I said, what's going on? I said, well, he's stealing all the booze. So he knew right where to go for he's going for the big plastic bottles of vodka. I, I followed the guy out onto the street, and I'm watching him. And he's walking. He's not running away. He's even stopping to readjust his pockets. And I called 911 to let them know. Waited on hold for a few minutes until I got through to 911. Uh, talked to somebody there. Watched the guy as he loaded up and made it onto the way to the subway, you know, and off he went. Uh, for going so and and that was back before the police came out with their new rule that they basically don't respond to any of these calls anymore so the bad guys know that they can just sort of do it with impunity so uh i was going to bring that up because there have been a number of divisions that said that they will they haven't said that they wouldn't respond they said they would uh not charge people for shoplifting yeah, well, that's been part of the change in the modernization. They've said that the police are not going to be responding to shoplifting problems in malls and in places, so they're they're not going. That's why you see so many of the private security guards both wearing uniforms and not wearing uniforms in the LCBOs. But if they're tasked with not engaging in a physical confrontation with someone, and the bad guys know that, they're just going to go in and take it and go. 
And that's what they're doing. They're just filling up and they're leaving. And, and that's bad enough with the, you know, the more or less the homeless or the street crowd. But it looks like you probably also have some organized groups that are getting in on that as well. Uh, let me ask you this. So in private stores, it's it's a problem. How do they deal with it? Because, you know, in a, in a lot of privately owned stores, if you're caught shoplifting, you're going to get in trouble. It used to be, I mean, back in the day, the rules used to be with some of the more major stores, the uh, pharmaceutical stores that sold a lot of, you know, relatively pricey merchandise that there was, um, they charged everybody. Doesn't matter what, you, you could take a stick of gum and they would lay charges. But because the courts are so busy, you could, the police won't respond and come to those calls anymore. Uh, it's it's not taking place. And this is what this is. This is part of the problem we're seeing, but also I think the LCBO needs to decide how they're going to adjust it and manage this as well. Well, is, is this totally a management thing? Do you think that it has something uh, to do with the union? I mean, of course, nobody wants employees to put themselves at risk. Um, and I don't know, can you tell if uh, something is likely to turn violent? Well, I mean, the issue here is if you have someone who's, uh, let's face it, looks like a fairly rough street person and wants to growl at you and spit at you and say, get away from me as they're grabbing bottles. So you go to engage them and they turn around and whack you with a bottle. That's going to hurt. A bottle hits the ground and smashes, then cuts a a major artery on somebody or another. Someone's going to get sued. There's going to be problems for it. So there's certainly issues in terms of how you manage the physical risk of this. But I think that the the LCBO are going to have to figure it out because it can't really continue on like this. I mean, it has been continuing for at least the last three years, just rampant stealing. Uh, and, uh, you know, what? Th- th- there there was a bit of a response today where they said, uh, yeah, we're doing stuff, but not clear what they might be doing. Yeah, I mean, one of the things with the with the LCBO is, as I heard them described once years ago, and I thought it was apropos, a lot of the stores they build, they call them liquor palaces, right? I mean, you come in and they refurnish old buildings, they, they spend uh, tons of money making them look beautiful. As you go down to the States, you buy the same stuff in a gas station, they don't fix it up. Right for doing it, so they spend a lot of money on their buildings. Yeah, but let, let me interject: in the states, you hear about very bad, very violent robberies of liquor stores. It's, it's almost a cliche. Yeah, we could, I can get into that about how liquor stores defend themselves and stuff down there, which is a little bit different than up here. But I think what they're going to need to look at up here is you have to control the access of people in and out of the place a little bit better. So, for instance, you'll notice if you go into some of the high-end uh, jewelry stores down on Bloor Street. Uh, these days, you can't get into them without going through what's called a a man trap, or should I say, a people trap? You know, when you're going through, yeah. so they can get a look at you. And you can't get out without going through the people. And trap. they they buzz you. They buzz you, and if you're <laughs> trying to leave with a bunch of bottles, they can just lock all the doors, call the police, and the police will come, and you can get arrested and charged, and and that will certainly stop it. But that takes that's a fairly expensive change too, though. Costs a lot of money to build those. And you just said the police won't come. They're not currently. They're not currently. I mean, Mike McCormick will tell you that. You call him up. And the, the chief may or may not tell you that if you call him up because it's all part of the modernization so we can be freed up. But it's allowing for all this street crime. And, you know, a lot of it that's taking place, too. I've seen this another time I was downtown Toronto, and the same thing happens. If you've got TTC nearby, once again, the better way, streetcars or transit, what they do is they'll go into these stores, they'll grab a pile of stuff, then they'll disappear right onto a streetcar or the TTC to take them away. Are I they watched, going to pay their fare on the TTC? <laughs> no, I was on. I was actually on the uh, 
the King Street streetcar, uh, Young and King, and all of a sudden this guy comes running in the back doors with a whole, you know, carrying a swath of, of expensive jeans. I look at they still had all of the uh, security tags on. Oh well, you know he rides that for a couple of stops, and then gets off, and and he goes with the, with the tags. So it's. it's Shoplifting is pretty tough on retailers. Yeah, it's uh, it's huge. Uh, let's go to the phones. Hank in Brampton, uh, you've seen this happen, correct? Hank? Yeah, this is Hank. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Okay, I didn't hear it. Uh, yeah, I've seen it happen, and I was actually astounded. Uh, this guy had walked into the liquor store in Mississauga, and he was obviously loaded with bottles. I mean... It, there was no question that his coat pockets and everything were just totally filled. And he brazenly walked out of the store. They didn't do anything. And I was awestruck. I didn't react. But the thing that, that struck me most was he came right back. Was he empty? Reload. <laughs> and yesterday on the news, I heard a, a, a program on this subject. And they were saying that the liquor store employees are instructed not to confront these guys. Uh, and I don't know if that's true or not. I heard you touching on it uh, while I was on hold listening to the radio. But uh, is that the case? It is the case with, with a lot of them. The instructions will be different based on the retailers. Some retailers specifically say you're not to engage in any physical confrontation with the shoplifter because of the concern if you get in a confrontation. We had one where somebody had a heart attack wrestling with a security officer one time and died. So there was lawsuits and problems over that. So a big insurance issue. Uh, Hank, thanks very much for that. Oh, that was my pleasure. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Maggie in Scarborough. Hi, Maggie. Hi. Hi, Libby. I had the same experience in Scarborough. I went and I got two bottles of of wine, and I put them in the carrier, and I carry them through with my black bag to put put them in to carry through my car. Well, I saw this woman stealing big bottles, and she was putting them in the bags that you usually use for groceries or anything else. And... I see you stealing them because she was hiding them. Now, you don't put them in a bag that you hide them in and try to walk through. So they went and got her, and they said, thank you. Well, that's, she's done it before. And then just at Christmas time again. So you confronted her? You said? I said, uh, no, I looked at her, and uh, I thought, why are you just putting them in a black bag? But you didn't confront her? No. Okay, but they called her out on it. Uh, Ross is, is I guess, uh, would they consider a woman less threatening? Is, uh, is would that explain that one? Uh, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. See, you have anybody who does this who gets involved with this. You know, you have women do it, and women can be just as dangerous as anybody else. We saw that. What was it? A little over a year and a half ago, uh, uh, somebody shoplifting the Canadian Tire, and the woman was a bit nuts and said she was just ISIS and started swinging a club at people and stuff. So you always have to be careful. And you've got a, I said, you've got a bottle there with glass. That can be real dangerous if someone throws that at you. Okay. Maggie, thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. We have to take another break. Everybody hang on. We will be back with more on this uh, head scratcher, I'd say. And a waste of our money. We'll be right back with your calls and Ross McLean. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. 
We're back. I'm with Ross McLean. We're talking about the staggering number of thefts from the LCBO. And you know that old saying, great minds think alike? Well, right now popped up on my screen, we have two callers who both want to talk about the good old days when you had to fill out a piece of paper and wait for the clerk to get your bottle of booze in a plain wrapper from behind. Paul and Barry. Hi, Paul. Oh, hi, Libby. Uh, Happy New Year to you and everybody there. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember those days when you walked in and uh, the wooden boards had all of the listings and you filled out your little slip of paper. And my dad actually worked uh, for the liquor control board in those days. So I, I um, knew how uh, little uh, loss was done as far as theft went went on in the store. So um, would have to be an inside job, so like a simple solution. And I know the marketing of, of alcohol and everything, you know, those people would pull their hair out if they went to something like that. But anyway, that will solve your problem. <laughs> okay, Paul, thanks for that. Ross, is that any kind of solution? Well, it's a very interesting point, though, isn't it? You look at how we uh, retail cigarettes now. They're all locked out back of the way. You can't even see them. You have to request them. They've got covers on them. Someone has to grab them and hand them to you, make sure you're okay to have them. You know, and to some degree, you, you hit this right off the very top, Libby. If this was a private company as opposed to the LCBO with their liquor palaces, would there be a difference? Hello? I can... Hello, can Hello? you hear me? Yeah, uh, you were cutting out a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you were a private company, you would look at a different business model, perhaps. Like, I wouldn't find a problem if I'm going to a liquor store, if I can go on my phone, type in, I want a 26-ounce bottle of so-and-so rum, and I walk up, and then I go up to the counter, and someone presents it with me and pays for it that way, as opposed to having these great marketing uh, deals going on. So maybe that's part of the problem here. Well, you know, uh, grocery stores have started to embrace that, where, uh, you know, uh, Loblaws, for instance, keeps wanting you to buy online, shop online, and then just pick it up because they don't want to deliver it, I guess. So perhaps that's a model. I mean, you know, frankly, I, I wouldn't, maybe, I don't know, too old-fashioned, wouldn't want to do that with my groceries because I like to look at the food I'm buying for my family. But uh, for a bottle of, of alcohol, I don't see a problem with going online, deciding what I want, and then just stopping and picking it up. Save time that way. Yeah, and, may, and I think maybe that's the thing that needs to be looked at. But it is different because this is the LCBO, right? I mean, they, they've got a monopoly on selling it and a monopoly on pricing on it. And so they can afford to just spend whatever they want to do it the way they want. But maybe it's not necessarily the most effective way to do it. And perhaps the new government, I think they said they're looking into some of these problems. So maybe this will play into it if they're not careful. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, to give them a little credit, I remember when they started modernizing the stores and turning them into these liquor palaces. And that was the latest thinking in retail at the time. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. But isn't it a a bit of a contrast, as I said, to how we sell cigarettes? Yep. Which is also a legal product. And how we're even going to sell cannabis. If you're selling cannabis now, you can't advertise it. You can't lifestyle it. You can't do any of those sort of things. But it's okay with alcohol. So maybe there's a bit of an anomaly going on here, a, a disconnect. 
It, it absolutely is. I, I wanted to ask you, Ross, if you know, I mean, I just, it also seems to me that if, if this is happening in the LCBO, it's probably happening elsewhere. Do you have a sense of whether uh, shoplifting or theft or loss, whatever you want to call it, is a bigger, a growing problem for all of the retail trade? Uh, it is. It ab- absolutely it is. I actually spoke at a conference to all of Canada's top companies. Uh, retail loss prevention officers about that issue and it's an issue for every one of them and uh you know especially you know a hard enough time tracking the goods and doing some other stuff they're using technology they're investing in it but the, the whole game changes when all of a sudden the police say they're not going to come that changes the game and maybe the other laws have to change a little bit to catch up with that yeah and but how um, my understanding with that was um that that really was three divisions in toronto no, it's for the entire, if you call into the radio room, like the, the one police sergeant or whatever that was interviewed for the, uh, I think in the Star article, whatever rank he was, he said they're doing something internal in their own division where they're proactively putting plainclothes officers into some of these, uh, into some of the stores. But if you call the radio room and you say, you say someone just stole my lawnmower, it's a $2,000 lawnmower, there's no police car coming right away. They won't even respond to that. It won't even get dispatched to a car. It has to be a serious crime, and if it bleeds, it leads. And uh, that's what's becoming apparent with the, the, the retail. Okay, let's take a call from Norm in Toronto. Hi, Norm. Good afternoon. I just had one thought in mind, because I have known a few people that have issues with alcohol. Um, could it possibly be bootleggers that are involved in this themselves, or just paying somebody, here, here's 50 bucks, go steal me as much as you can? Um, I would... I would say absolutely. I mean, a lot of a lot of what you see is with the. And I don't like disparaging these people or, or what the right word is. You know, homeless people or people who are down on their luck or whatever. But they're the ones who are running into these stores in these areas, grabbing the ten bottles, going out, and guess what? They've got a ready-made market amongst their friends who are out there begging in the streets, squeegeeing or doing whatever else to sell them the bottles for money. So I think that's part of it. Part of it is the supply for the people on the streets. Okay, just a thought in mind I thought I might put forth to see if that uh, would open things up a little. Okay, thanks. All right, thank you much. Okay, Lynn in Brampton. Hi, Lynn. Hi, James. It's Libby. Hi. Sorry, sorry, Libby. Um, Yeah, I'm just going back uh, like the fellow from Barrie and and, uh, thinking of the days that I used to go at Christmas time with my dad to the liquor store and uh, watch him fill out the tick the boxes and take it up to the counter and then them put it in the thing and and it would it would certainly stop the theft um yeah i, I because, hard to imagine going back but would you buy it online um well i don't have that technology available to me but i think uh, the most most people would um i think 95% of the population would um, you can buy your McDonald's online and and uh, pull up at the window and then bring it out to you. So so why not the the liquor and at least that way it'd be a little bit more controlled. Okay, thanks, Lynn. Thank you. Happy- oh, sorry about that. Happy New Year, uh, Ross. What about delivery services uh, for liquor? Is that a good idea? Well, it is. We're still figuring out some stuff about the last mile. We, you've seen and you covered on your newscasts in the last little while what they call porch thefts, right? 
where people are yeah. coming up stealing off of porches uh, and taking products. So uh, until we sort of get to the point where people are more organized, they've got a lockbox they can leave it in at home that a driver could access or something, you're going to see problems with that. You know, we just saw the one guy, and this is actually a big problem. I was talking to one of the top post office security people about this, the, these porch thefts. You'll have guys that will just go out and follow They'll just follow around the delivery trucks all day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. It's not funny, but it's yeah, like, and, duh, and, yeah. And, and they'll be in a van, and they'll put on a brown coat that looks like perhaps the, the company that they're following. And they're, they are brazen, and they are bold about just going up and taking it off your porch. So, I mean, delivery is something we need to look at, but it needs to be coordinated. Leaving it on the porch thing, is, it's, it's really problematic for everybody these days. Well, I know that if, if I ever buy anything online, I have it delivered to work. Simple. But I guess not everybody has that option. No, but I think it's something we need to look at. And we're going to see more and more of that. If, if people know out in the 905 area around Toronto, they see all these massive big warehouses that are going up that are for lease now. Well, guess what? They're going to be there to, uh, to make these sort of deliveries. That's what we're going to see more and more of, I think, going forward. And what about those, uh, the video bell, like the video camera? So we see a lot of ads for having a video camera on your porch or one attached to your bell where you could see what's happening. Is that going to help if the police don't want to charge? Yeah, no, it absolutely it helps, and there's been a few people caught that way. And I think actually Amazon was testing out a, a system like that, where if you bought the uh, the video doorbell thing or whatever from them in the service, that they could give a code, or if when the driver got there, they'd know the driver was there, they could release the door, the driver could put it inside your door. But, you know, not everybody's set up to leave the door open, and you have to make sure that driver doesn't go and do something else when they're in there sort of thing. So I think we're getting closer to it, but there's no uh, there's no silver bullet yet. Uh-huh. But, but again, um, you know, I've seen this brought up in terms of, you know, the LCBO. So they have video. They know who's doing these thefts. But if there's no consequence, then what good is that? Well, there, there won't be for many people. Like I said, the, the, the ones that I saw and some of the ones that have been described by the listeners who called in, these are people who they don't have a home address. You know, and if the police do catch them later because it matches up, or the police come in and say, oh, yeah, that's Freddie. He's done it last five times. Freddie gets to court. Freddie doesn't get anything when he goes to court because he's got nothing to give, you know, so the, the penalties aren't much. In fact, I had one time, this is going back in the day, was a, a homeless street guy, took a car late at night, he just drove it into a storefront. We arrested him. We get there, wonder what's going on. He says, well, it's going to be cold soon. I wanted to go to jail for 60 days or so to get out of the cold. And I'd stick around so you guys could get your court card. He says, I'll go to court. I just want to go to jail for a couple of months. You know, so this is the mentality for some of them, for some of them. Okay, so uh, Ross, we're starting to run out of time on this New Year's Eve. What's the bottom line on this? Well, we're going to have to watch and see. I think this all ties into really the retailing for liquor uh, across Ontario, how are we going to manage it? What are the hours going to be? Who can do it? You know, as of yet, we haven't seen the problem in the grocery stores or anywhere because that's just beer and wine, right? It's the uh, big jugs of vodka or the expensive bottles that they're after. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. It's developing, but next time you're in the liquor store, have a good, good little look around. You might be about to witness a, a theft in progress. Well, yeah, it's interesting. My husband just brought that up this morning, saying, <laughs> "What about what about in grocery stores?" Because uh, 
He bought a bottle of wine in the grocery store, but, uh, you know, maybe it's not expensive enough to bother. And uh, I would suspect that the big grocery chains have a little more sophisticated loss prevention. Uh, Well, they deal with the same issues, but they're a little bit different. You'll have people stealing meat and uh, milk for uh, that powdered milk for children and those sort of things. That's what usually gets stolen. So believe it or not, there's uh, lots of security people walking around your local grocery store, too. Okie dokie. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year, Ross McLean. Appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, Happy New Year to you and all the listeners, and let's hope it's an extremely safe one all around the world, Libby. Okay, well, that's a a very good thought to end with. Thanks, Ross McLean. Bye-bye. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Happy New Year to all of you listeners. I'll be back here again on Wednesday. If we couldn't get to your call, remember, Free For All Friday is coming up. And once again, Happy New Year from all of us here at Zoomer Radio. We now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.